0: And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only Pucko Podcast! Go! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah! Go! Go! Grab your friends, it's that time, time again. again. Listen to the show where the fun never ends. ends. It's Fuck oh, yeah. your host, drink your drink that.
2: And welcome to the 324th episode of the Pucko Podcast. I am your host Trainer Thatch here today with my spectacular co-hosts Scron and Viger. And as always, we're here to bring you the Puckle Podcast, the podcast that was invented in 1931, right before World War II. And it's all about Pokemon. Um, it's about uh, – it's the Pokemon Underground Champions League. We talk, cover everything Pokemon, whether it be the video game, the trading card game, or, of course, everybody's favorite, Pokemon Monopoly.
1: Ah, uh, the second gen. <laughs> Poke- That's the one I've got. <laughs> Pokemonopoly. Monopoly.
2: Legitimately, Viger. I really want to buy that. I, I legitimately want to buy that.
3: You want to be careful with Chikorita's play piece. The leaf easily rips off.
2: Ah, uh, I still want to buy that. I think it would just be like a cool like collector's
0: thing. That's the best part, though.
2: I don't. I don't like have a lot of people to like play Monopoly with. I'd much rather play like Settlers of Catan or something. Anyway, but like, it's a. Uh... Yeah, It's I mean, it would just be like a nice little like Pokemon piece to have. I do have some other cool stuff coming. Actually, I'm really hyped for this um, Have
1: kids so you can force them to do things they don't want to.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, OK, so legitimately <laughs> we've discussed it. If we have a kid like we're going to make them do the Pokemon circuit, whether it be video game <laughs> or trading card game, because no juniors ever play. It is so oh. it is so easy to get the number of championship points you need to qualify for Worlds. And the, <laughs> the amount of scholarship
0: money is absurd.
3: <laughs> That's fantastic. One yeah. thing that you do have to do when if you decide to have a kid is you have to have them pick their starter. Like you get, when they're able, when they're able, well, no, here's what you do. When they're able to crawl or so, you get three plushies of Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, arrange them in front of them, they crawl over to it, and whichever one they pick, that's the you, one they keep.
2: No, 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 that's not what you do at all. Whichever one they pick, you, you take it from them and you throw a rollet at them, and then you're done.
3: Ah, all right. right. <laughs> because, I forgot about that. Because you
2: have to teach them what the right answer to the question is.
3: Right, there's always a right and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: wonderful. You have to tell them what the right answer is, and that the right answer is obviously rollet. But...
1: <laughs> so, okay. So I thought you, I thought okay. you said rival because in like rival always picks the right one. It's like, "Oh, I actually wanted that one."
2: Oh man, oh man. D- dude, that's like the story of Pokémon Yellow, by the way. Like that one, like no no other Pokémon game is like that except for Pokémon Yellow. Like
3: yeah, we have these three starters, but you missed out. So here's a Pikachu and
2: stuff. No, no. In Pokémon <laughs> Yellow, what oh. happens is Professor Oak like he likes you as a person and he's just like, "Oh man, I'd love to bring you in." Uh, to, I, I'd love to bring you in and give you a Pokemon. And then you're just like, oh, sweet. Thanks, Professor Oak. And he's about to give you um, a Pokemon, which is an Eevee. And that Eevee goes on to become, like, and so, but then uh, his grandson comes in, and he's just like, I want a Pokemon, though. And he, like, takes it, and he, like, walks away. And it's, and then, like, Professor Oak's like, well, I guess I have this Pikachu. And he, like, hands it to you. And it's, it's just absolutely awful. It's, it's absolutely awful altogether. <laughs> so like it's just it's just like it's the worst display of like brattiness that's ever existed. Like you want you want an example of why the estate tax shouldn't be a thing, like or should be a thing. I I i, I rather. Um like there's an there's your answer right there. Um it, it's it's Pokemon Yellow version.
3: There we um, go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon Yellow version. is bringing up uh recent political facts. Uh, <laughs> um no, but uh, so let's let's go on though, guys. Uh, well, how have you guys been? What's up with you guys? What's new? What's what's happening? Yo,
1: in the world of Pokemon, or just in general? In general,
2: yeah, I like to do in general now. I think I think it's a little bit more interesting if you don't have oh. a Pokemon thing to talk about. You can talk about Pokemon.
1: Oh sure, uh, I guess you guys might have watched it, but I recently did a stream that I just did off the, you know, top of my head, and it was uh, Skyrim modded with Pokemon. Okay how'd that yeah, go I, uh you know it was it was an absolute riot it was so bad <laughs> <laughs> wait is, is the
2: was it just the mod was bad or is it like it well was, okay it was just bad? i'm
1: not there was one there are two two of the mods were really good and the mods that were really good were the was the mod that turned all the dragons into charizard <laughs> okay that probably would have looked really weird and uh there was this other mod uh like have battle music play whenever you would fight, be fighting people. So you thought you were in a Pokemon game. Okay. But the really the really bad mod it like used the character sprites in ESO to oh uh... no in uh, Skyrim to like and like recolored them to make them uh, you know Pokemon right. So for Blaziken they took a dark elf, made his eyes look really roosterish, <laughs> uh, gave him big ass boots and decided to have him coated in swirling fire. But that's not the worst part. Whenever he'd be hit by an attack, he would make a chicken noise. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's too good.
1: <laughs> and like there are a variety of Pokemon that were just like this. Like a uh, Persian was one of the first ones you found, and it was so overpowered because you find it right after you catch a Rattata. And, like, the raptida is so weak, and then the Persian just keeps mauling it again and again. But you can just, like, infinitely summon raptidas. <laughs> it, it, it was fun. It was fun. I recommend you look it up before it disappears on Twitch.
2: I probably won't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think – did you record it, or is it – well, I guess yeah, – I, on I t- have
1: it saved on my computer.
2: Okay, okay. Because we can always, like, throw it on YouTube or something. It would be, it would be interesting for that. So – uh, what about you, Viger? What have you been up to?
3: Uh, well, I guess probably the biggest thing, which would lead into our topic later today, uh, I did finally splurge a bit after that promotion that I got at work and got myself an Oculus Rift. Ooh! And I must say, VR is a lot better than this world. <laughs>
0: so,
2: have you? Wait, what games have you been playing? Have you been doing the? Uh, have you been? Have, are, please tell me you're not works. you're not a Knuckles. No, uh. I'm not. <laughs> For
3: some Not reason, fashion. VR chat doesn't really seem to, like, work yeah. too well with my Oculus, but that's because I'm trying to use it through Steam. Mm. So I'm still trying to, like, iron out some kinks and bugs with it and everything.
1: Oh, that's uh, I am the knuckles here. I play VR chat without VR. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know the <de> way. <laughs> oh, God, no. Now you can put that in the tags.
2: Well, no, no. What's, uh, even, what's even worse now is, like, we've just dated the show. We've just dated uh-huh. it. We've dated it now.
3: We've <laughs> now officially used a dead meme for this episode.
1: Yeah, the meme is already dead. So, this oh, is it really is. Dead. <laughs>
3: but uh, I will say, it's really fun. Like, if you have the if you have the money to actually afford something like this, I would highly advise you get an Oculus Rift. Don't get an HTC Vive unless you do have three hundred extra dollars to spend on, mm-hmm. as well as a dedicated empty room to navigate around in with it. That's true. So oculus is more or less designed for like smaller environments and more desk play the Mm -hmm. vibe actually demands like empty room
2: yeah yeah it does
3: It's just a little bit easier if you just go with the uh oculus but lots of fun games that i've been trying out Mm, yeah
1: did you try that zombie one
3: uh well you're gonna have to be way more specific than that.
1: Okay, I saw a really good zombie like trailer for for it. I thought it was cool.
3: Anyway I haven't gotten any zombie games because I don't really they're not really my cup of tea, but I am just kinda experimenting with different games.
1: Horror uh, games are the best. Which reminds yeah. me the next modded game I'm probably gonna play on stream is Left For Dead 2, but all of the zombies are Zubats. Oh <laughs> god.
3: <laughs> i'll join you on that one i'll reinstall it for dead too for that one
2: myself i've been prepping for uh st louis regionals i'm going i finally like paid the money and i have a non-refundable hotel reservation so that means i have to go
1: i wish i was going man
2: oh man i'm telling you make sniffles drive you um and
3: I might drive myself if I can get a day
2: off. Yeah, if you can get the if you can get that time off, we're more than happy because like Bo and I, Bo myself and my wife, we're all going, and it's going to be a blast. I know Basket was planning on it, but something came up and he couldn't come out unfortunately. So I, I'm really Close. looking forward to it. I've been practicing though. I've been I've been getting a team built for VGC. Um, finally, I, it's something that I've been putting off forever, and I've, I've been sitting down working on it. I, I've been I've been paying attention to the meta since it was announced, and I've been working with it. Though the last regional just kind of blew it out of, water, blew it out of the water. It was, it was nuts. Like a lot of the stuff you saw top cut, you wouldn't have expected a top
1: cut. Oh, that's, that's what always happens. Like you expect a certain amount of teams to be in the top cut. But like usually a few of them, like a few people running those teams end up getting pretty high. But it's always something new. It's always the people who are inventing new stuff that get to the very top.
2: So, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't new per se. It was more um, like it's, it's all the same strategy. Right. Um, you you have some form of speed control that this is pretty much this is pretty much VGC in a nutshell. You have some form of speed control and you either buy into it fully or you split up among several different varieties of speed control. And it's honestly just a fight for who can go first. And the people have brought in somebody brought in essentially the Zerkatry team that did really well at Worlds last year. But they dumped a little yeah. nine tails. And they did some other stuff because we have a lot more Tailwind users now, which is really nice. And he brought in Tailwind with uh, with Hawlucha. You got to see that Halucha cheese work in VGC, which I thought was really fun. Hawlucha combined with Tapu Lele. Uh, Haluchi can get his Tailwind up, and then what you can do is you can bring in Mega Blastoise. Who who would have thought Mega Blastoise, by the way? Um, yeah. You, you, can no. sit there, you can sit there and just fire off Water Spouts, and you have access to Water Pulse and Dark Pulse, both hitting real hard. Like, Dark Pulse hits real hard with Mega Blastoise. And, yeah, you, it's, and it's actually really a big deal to go ahead and have a good Dark or Ghost-type move on your teams right now because Cresselia is such a big deal. Yeah, and to be able to counter the Cresselia, you need something like that. So that it's just really interesting and in seeing how people handle that that way. Um, I handle it a different way. I just age slash. Age slash is like the power. You just power through it, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think I think this meta you're still going to see become stale. Kind of like 2015 is the one I'm thinking of, where you're gonna where you just saw chalk settle, and that was just real nasty. Though this one's definitely had some fun stuff. It's very early. The Oceanic International is next weekend. We'll talk a little bit more about that in the news, so I'm, I'm going to look forward to that. Yep. Other than that, a lot of life has happened, but we don't need to talk about that here. And we're going to go ahead and click it on over, guys, to the news, so we'll cue that epic Music. <laughs>
0: Radio Tower,
2: this just in! And on to the news, we have a bunch of news that doesn't really matter, but we're going to go ahead and let you guys know what's going on anyway. So, Palkia and Dialga are now available for in the US um, for your Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, and Sun and Moon games. It, you have to go to GameStop in the US to grab it. You can also get them from GameStop in Ireland and then your local like game stores. It's either going to be the 28th or the 23rd, depending on where you live at but go ahead grab a code you can get whichever one is not available in your game unless it's sun and moon then it's whichever one ultra sun and moon get go with that that that's my answer
1: <laughs> Just grab Better
3: your not. code and get either palkia or dialga
2: yeah this is uh this is a like a dual distribution promotion what they're doing one they always do this when a set comes out they always like do a pokemon that's in it and dialga and palkia are actually two of the big gx's in ultra prism when it um, that just dropped and they they also do um they're also doing this year of legendaries this year where you get legendary distribution after legendary distribution until Fe- or november i just said february well this month's february so it's already over um but
1: you, you hear that kids you can get the gods of time and space just by going to your local game store
2: <laughs> if it's it's only slightly more difficult in the actual pokemon world so
1: that's <laughs> only slightly <laughs> you know i've always wondered what that would be like it, but they never really do that in the anime ha, okay i don't watch a lot of the recent anime has there ever been a master ball in the anime this is an interesting
3: yes there was it was third gener it was third generation i remember the episode being specific about this old guy wanting to catch a Waykish. he had a master ball and he was like i'm gonna use it on this Waykish because i spent my entire lifetime trying to catch this thing so he uses the master ball throws it and the Waykish eats it yep
1: What's a w- your wish? Wish
2: cash? Wish cash? Wish cash? Wish, wish cash?
1: Yeah, wish yeah. cash. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. kind of like Pokemon Go-ish, but that's also like a fable. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no,
2: no, no, no. It was real. Like it happened in, like, in, like the you watch it happen. Like Ash is there. The guy's like, I saved this Master Ball, and I'm finally like, gonna catch this Wish Cash. And they like throws it, and then the Wish Cash says nom. and then everybody's like, Well, I don't know what to do anymore, and and then, like it was, it was like super anticlimactic. That's, like, like oh man, too it's bad. like it's like oh man, this is the first time you see a master ball in the anime, and then it's just like, well, It just got eaten by a fish. And, yep. <laughs> and <it> was, <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Welcome, welcome to Pokemon, guys. So, nice. Well, uh, but actually, recently in the anime, if you were talking about catching legendaries and stuff like that, there was actually a huge arc recently, and I think it's just starting now in the U.S. Um, but there's a huge arc now about um Sogaleo and Nebby and stuff like that with Ash and stuff like that. It's really really cool.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of the anime now that Cartoon Network has dropped them because I, I I could go on a rant about how Cartoon Network is currently in an absolute mess of a state due to their CEO. But Teen Titans um, go. I know. Ba- basically, yeah, but <laughs> um right with Disney. I know like Disney also has its stereotypes, but Disney puts out quality stuff. So, I think that there's going to be at least a bit of a difference even though the anime isn't, you know, necessarily completely meddled with by these companies. Yeah,
2: those companies don't affect the anime at all. It's a it's a separate company entirely. Um, but it, it yeah, I mean, Disney is probably going Disney seems to be handling the property better than Cartoon Network did near the end of their handling the handling the property. Because Disney has just been like, hey, we can use all of these movies. And then they show them all. And Cartoon Network is just, it was really bad. They like slotted Pokemon to like this really early time slot and then just never did anything with it. So I'm happy to see Pokemon is being treated well by Disney XD. But let's move on in the news. Um, like we mentioned before, Ultra Prism was uh, was released this week. It was came out on Friday the 2nd. And it will... Uh if you want to check out more about that you get you listen to our TCG cast where the entire set is reviewed and they go over how things are good and how things are bad. I I think there's a lot of good in this set. There's a lot of good in it. So I'm I'm really excited for it.
1: Viper, this is this is the part where you talk about how much you love steel types. Yeah, there's a I lot think of stuff I not saying.
2: <laughs>
3: Well, I don't a, think I really need to beat that dead horse right now.
2: Well there, there's a lot of steel support, including like a magnazone that gives you like oh, unlimited. Yes. I've
3: been keeping I've been keeping very close tabs on that one.
2: It gives you unlimited, like uh unlimited metal energy attachments in a turn. Mm-hmm. It's 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 definitely usable. And then you'll also have uh that magnazone actually the one thing that they're doing with this set, and I don't know if they're doing it moving forward. I haven't been following the set after this yet. Is they're doing a uh, thing where you can actually they've been type swapping Pokemon that are dual type. So if there's an if there's a metal type Magnezone, there's actually all going to be an electric type one as well, uh, which will do the exact same things but just electric type. And they did it. There's an Abomasnow that's grass and water and stuff like that. It's really interesting, and I really like how they're utilizing that.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool.
2: For those cool. of you who play Pokken tournament, screw on.
0: Yeah, boy. I, know. I,
3: know. I know I've been to it a little bit once in a while.
2: Uh, if, for those of you who play it, the Aegislash DLC finally dropped this week, so you can go ahead and play as Aegislash. Uh, also, I believe the Mega Rayquaza and whatever else support came out with it.
1: Mega Rayquaza uh, and uh, it was Mimikyu. It's Quaza, by the way. Fun fact,
2: it's Rayquaza.
3: Quaza. Like, no, it's Rayquaza. Quaza? No, no it's, no, it's Ray Quasa. It's based is, off of a quasar yeah. body. It, this
2: is not this is not the Pokemon of African holidays, okay? This is uh <laughs> this is this is Ray It's based on a quasar, yes, like
1: Viger it's, said. It's based off Quasar, so yes, mm-hmm. I believe you. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I feel like there's a certain amount of, like, childhood familiarity with saying, oh, it's Rayquaza.
2: No, no, like, like we, we all thought Rayquaza. that. We all thought that. And it's because the anime just isn't fast enough to, like, come out with proper pronunciation sometimes. And, yeah. and then we had the whole Arceus situation where we didn't get, like, an official pronunciation until ty- until Cell Volley existed. <laughs> so it, it's just nuts. Um, moving on, though. uh, the Ultra Sinnoh Classic was announced as the next uh, Battle Spot tournament that's going to be taking place in February because we got to just hype up all the Sinnoh love and then everybody's going to think that Gen 4 is getting a remake and it's not. And what we're going to get here, though, is we are getting a, uh, a tournament where only Sinnoh Dex Pokemon are allowed, minus, of course, the mythicals and legendaries and you can go ahead and join that i believe the registration opens here in the next week or so and then the actual tournament takes place after that and it's typical it's typical stuff you get 50 battle points for participating it's nothing super exciting
1: i'd be hyped for it at univa classic because of the huge decks
2: man that would be i think i feel like well so i think the next one that's going to happen unfortunately is going to be Kalos. because what? yeah no no here going me back out. boys he, hear, hear me out hear me out because this is happening right alongside the TCG release of Ultra Prism, which has a lot of Gen 4 love in it, uh, including all of the Sinnoh starters. You have a Cynthia card, a Volkner card, a Mars card, stuff like that. And in the next TCG set, which drops in May, there's a lot of Gen 6 love. They just kind of skipped Gen 5. and
1: Gen 5 is a lot of content to cover, to be fair.
2: Well, I think it also has to do in part that it, it's still it's still viable and expanded. Right, oh. you, you still have a lot of Gen Five stuff in Expanded in the TCG, so it's. Uh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that. I'm really hoping that Expanded actually rotates this year. We'll see, though. <laughs> no, we'll see. Because I mean, I I have all of the X and Y cards, so like I can play Expanded, and that'd be fu- so much fun. So, all
1: right. what were the the Mythicals and Syno were Manaphy, right?
2: Yeah, Manaphy, Fiona. I don't know. Feels like really. Fiona's a a weird beast.
3: Does Fiona count as a mythical Pokemon? Fiona's weird. I'd say no.
2: Yeah, then you you have Darkrai, and then you have Shaman, and then Arceus. I think the stance
1: on Fiona has always been, it's not particularly overpowered, but... In order to use it, you really have to have a Manaphy, which requires you to have gone mm-hmm. to the exclusive event. So they don't want to like do, include something that not everyone can have access to.
2: Theon yeah. such a weird Pokemon. It's such a weird Pokemon. Um, s- the only so-
3: Pokemon you get from breeding a mythical. Yes. It's the only one. That already makes it weird in and itself.
2: <laughs> so we have one last piece of news, and that involves the Detective Pikachu movie because the cast is always growing for whatever reason, and it's including people that you know, which is even scarier.
3: So, it's people you would know, but wouldn't think in a million years they would be doing anything yeah, right? Pokemon I, related.
2: Now, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I believe it's it's Bill Nye. Nahi, Nahi, right? Nahi? I want to say that a strong H on uh, that I one. just know because he's been in a lot of movies. He's he's just like very British actor. Um, yeah, he, well, I was he,
3: just gonna Google his IMDb and I think he was. Uh, in,
2: I believe he was in Harry Potter actually, and yeah, he well, that's was
3: in, the third option that comes up. He
2: plays uh, Minister Rufus Scrimgeour in Harry
1: Potter. That sounds British. <laughs> yeah, that sounds very British. So he,
2: yeah, he's gonna be in Detective Pikachu. As well as, um, now I know, I'm, I believe it's Chris Greer. For the two, yeah, Chris Destiny, Greer. For yeah, the Chris two
3: Destiny video game fans that uh, actually listen to this podcast, he's the speaker. That guy in the
2: white mask or whatever, well, if you actually Chris, play any of the Destiny games. Uh, what else is his filmography? Let's double check here real quick. Yeah, I'm just looking through. Uh, nothing, nothing relevant. So,
1: okay. Total Recall, the Total,
2: newest one. Oh, that new Total Recall. There you go. There yeah. you go. That that's probably the biggest movie he's been in. So, oh,
1: well, I don't think that's fair to say he's an another English actor. So he's making. He's,
2: yeah. uh, 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 uh.
1: He
3: is Davy Jones in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Oh,
1: never mind. There's a real rule.
2: Okay, that's interesting. Okay, but yeah, it's really weird that they're getting a lot of these. I wouldn't call them all B list because we have Ryan Reynolds. Uh, yes. but they're getting like they're getting like a substantial cast together. And I'm really happy for them. Good on them. Right. <laughs> yeah. So
3: we have Bill Nighy and then we have Chris Green gear 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 gear. Okay. Yeah. I, I just can't read today.
2: Yeah. So finally, <sighs> in Puckle News, I, I forgot to write this on the outline. Uh, so the last thing I want to announce is this is the last week if you want to get on, on that Patreon promotion to get a, get all of the $10 tier rewards at whatever tier you are. This is the month of February. No matter what tier you are, you can just spend a dollar. You'll get the $10 tier rewards for February. And this month, we are actually, instead of just the letter, we are also including a Puckle TCG card. And this is going to be of Whimsicott, according to the vote. So, yeah, watch out for your Whimsicott TCG cards.
1: I'm disappointed in all of you. <laughs> you had a chance, and you blew it. At least I mean, you got a card. Oh, yeah. They're
2: they're all coming eventually. They're all coming. <laughs> so people just need to watch out. The Whimsicott card will be given away. If you want one of those, you need to go to Patreon.com and sign up by the second Saturday of the month, which is next Saturday. That is going to be it for the news today, guys. We're going to switch it on over to Puckles Pokey Quiz. <laughs> And welcome to Pucko's Poke Quiz. Pucko Poke Quiz is the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their innate Pokemon knowledge because they're innate. They they should just know this stuff. It's in their, not, it's in their soul. I'm not going to
1: take the bait. Not taking the bait patch. Not taking it this time. Nope. Nope. We're not doing this.
2: As always, there are going to be five questions today. One of them is going to include a bonus point and another one of them. And then as well as you have a hint that you can use on any of the questions you choose. Uh, We will give you a hint for those answers, and then, of course, you will go ahead, and if you get all of the questions correct without using the hint, you can cash that hint in at the end for an extra point, for a possible total of seven points today. So if you guys are ready, I have all of the questions right in front of me. I'm
3: ready. I guess so.
2: All right, so (laughs) let's jump into it with question number one. This question was brought to you by Thatch. So he, he wants to know... What is the first generation in which you can legally obtain a level one Pokemon?
3: Okay. Oh, I know this one. It's well, um I feel like it is an Electrode for some like gimmicky reason or whatever.
1: I think the typical answer that you could consider is uh, isn't it fourth gen?
3: I uh, want to say so because it's always fourth gen. No,
1: no, no, no. no. Uh, but, like, this this is from Thatch, and I know for a fact it's not before Gen 3. Because Gen 3, you could catch a level 2 Wormpole or a level 2 Poochie and R6 Agun. But, yeah, level 1 something or another.
3: Because uh, it,
1: eggs hatched at level 5 in Gen 3. I don't know what level they hatched in Gen 4. Uh, that's the question. Because they, I, know le- they
3: I- level in a uh, In Gen 4, they did hatch at level 1. Did they? Yeah.
1: Are you one hundred percent certain about that?
3: Yes, I am very one hundred percent certain about that. I Remember would go how much breeding I did, them. going up and down that one route. Uh, is that your okay. final but answer? But I feel, like, but yeah, I feel yeah. like eggs are not like countable. I think it's like a Pokemon that you receive, and it's at level one. But eggs don't count. Uh, nah, because that could be anything. Then
1: okay, well, go ahead and give your idea. What is that?
3: Well, like I was saying, I've heard a story about how you can get, like, a level one Electrode
1: at some point. Well, that's not a whole lot to go off of, so I'm going Well, go I, it's with...
3: a lot to go off of. It's a freaking Electrode.
1: No, I mean, it doesn't have any other... You do know, like, what game it might... Yeah.
3: yeah,
1: that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, I'm can't...
3: drawing a blank on that one, then. All I know is it is an Electrode, or at least that's what's screaming at me right now.
1: But in the game, uh, Thatch, in the question you asked... Legally, yeah. right? Yep. Okay, so I'm going to go with Gen 4.
2: Is that your final answer? Yeah. That is correct. Uh, Fantastic. So that is correct. You do get uh, you do get a Gen 4 uh, level 1 Pokemon by hatching. It's the first time. Before that, it was level 5 because there was issues with the codes. Um, the game yeah. code. If you had a level 1 Pokemon, it would just instantly level up to level 100 because of the way they had experience uh, gain work. Hmm. so they, they couldn't put it in the game but they fixed that in gen four and now we get level one pokemon as you would expect right if, if there's a level yes. two wormpole, you would expect there to hatch a level one wormpole so At that some is some point yeah. that is a good answer though so we're gonna move on though um so this next question comes to us from claude nine and he wants to know what is the myth behind the lake trio the lake guardians from generation four
1: this is a very open-ended question, I feel. Yeah, yeah
2: I, th- pretty much I'm going to take a – I'm going to take like – if you get if you get the gist of it, I'll take it.
1: Right, so – About
2: their origins, I should say. Wh- what is the yeah, myth behind uh, the origin of the League Trio?
1: All right. Can I go off on a limb and just kind of like say this? This isn't necessarily the answer, but I'm going to say it and you can like go back to it as an answer if we decide on it later. So a long time ago, the universe was like an egg or whatever and out of the egg comes out Arceus – And Arceus has an egg that hatches uh, Dialga, Palkia, and Giratina. And then I think it's Arceus has another egg that hatches the aspects of humanity, which are uh, knowledge, valor, and emotion. Yes. Yeah. Each
3: of the Lake Trio represents one
1: of these three. Yeah. And then they give the aspects of those things to humanity in order to, like, control them and make them not be terrible and that, that's a very <laughs> very you know sort of loose myth but i'm just saying what rc's created
3: the lake trio to imbue humanity with the knowledge emotions and valor that they would soon have and each of the Lake trio members represent one of those three qualities
1: now, my uh, concerns might be, where did the egg come from? Did it come from Arceus? It from- spawned
3: from inanimate nothingness, just as the universe spawned from inanimate nothingness.
2: Is your story your final answer? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, okay. all, all I was looking for is that they came from the same egg. But yeah, you're right. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> We're going philosophical up in here, uh-huh. then. But you're uh, right. Okay. Arceus is uh, RCS did create that egg as well. So we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna ask you another question. The the, the first three are all about Gen four, by the way. Uh, in case you realized, uh, <laughs> because Ultra Prism came out and it's all about Gen four. So yes. we're gonna go ahead and I want to ask you about Sinnoh. In Sinnoh, there is only one. There is only one Pokemon that you can catch in the wild that is only available prior to this via trade evolution. What is it?
1: Hmm. Only available via trade evolution. Oh, I know this. I know the answer. Do you know it's, I'm It's uh, to think. In the old chateau, I, I, there's a yeah. really rare possibility that you can catch a Gengar.
3: Right. Yeah, because so I, was I was just, trying. To... I was just running through like which what Pokemon yeah. do you evolve through trade? And then it was just like, well, there's Gengar, but I f- I think that's it. Yeah yeah let's go with that fetch. Oh, Chateau.
2: I believe you're correct honestly. Um <laughs> but, but I'm not 100% sure cuz so this question came from Linian and he said Steelix because Steelix is available on uh the Mount Iron. On
3: steel, on, on Iron Island. On, Island. on yeah, Iron me,
2: Island. But let me double check. I'm pretty sure you're correct though. I mean um, yeah, I'm just I'm going, pretty like, sure like, you're correct because <laughs> um I I should have I should have fact checked him. I should affect you. Oh man, diamond and
3: pearl, old chateau, any Gen three yep. game.
2: Boom! You just well, you have Platinum to them put... as well for all okay. points. Okay, maybe we should have like taken away like that, but it's fine. it's fine. It's fine. It's perfectly acceptable. You got the question right. That's three points for you guys today. Bonus just...
1: Points I want half a point.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so your your question, your next question is going to be not about Gen four, unfortunately. Uh, Dang though, it. though one of our fans is going to be very help happy that you. Uh, answer this question if you do answer it correctly this one is worth two points depending on how many answers you give me here so the question is going to be what are two of maractus's abilities (laughs) i need two of the three
1: i know this answer it's uh chlorophyll and water absorb because they're alternating water or, or maybe Oh, man. Is it solar power or is it chlorophyll? Ah! <laughs>
0: oh, this is where it comes in my... I know,
1: I know Water Absorb is one of them, right? Or maybe I feel like chlorophyll <laughs> would be the more sensible one because
3: Maractus is a cactus.
1: Yeah, yeah that's true. I'm going to go with uh, chlorophyll and Water Absorb on this one.
2: Did you your final uh, answers? Yes. Yep. That is correct on both accounts. Yeah! Uh, yeah! Uh, the other ability you can also have is Storm Drain. So you guys are doing really well, though. You guys oh, have. Man. You guys are Ooh, we're
1: not idiots. We nice. got one left. That's almost my first perfect. You guys have.
2: You guys have five points right now, and now, of course, we're going to be going to the stat question, as always. So oh, no, this, and this is, is where, where we fall. And so, well, you guys still have the hint as well, by the way. So
1: I want that bonus point. So well, perfect.
2: So the question we're going to be asking about special defense. And I want to know, what Dark-type Pokemon has the highest base Special Defense?
0: Okay.
3: Uh, I'm thinking it has to be another, like, Psychic Ghost along with it. Something that specializes in Special Attack. don't really care about its frail defense, but it's that Special Defense that we're looking for. Uh, I'm trying to think. And it's a Dark-type. That's what I've also got to remember.
1: It's had a little luck. Uh,
3: yeah, I know. I'm just also uh, reminding myself. Okay.
2: I was actually wrong. There's three Pokemon that tie for this, but uh, just so, name one of them. Just name one of them.
1: Okay. Well, let's think about Mega Evolutions that are. dark. Yeah. It's dark type Mega Evolutions. No. Okay. Don't think so slow. Let's 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 throw them out there. Uh, mega Absol? No, that can't be no, it. No, that can't. Be. Mega uh, Houndoom.
3: No, that's not right. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Megarados? No, that's not right. Um, let's see. I'm Which thinking way? Malamar.
1: Not Malamar. I don't think uh, it's Malamar. Uh Legendaries maybe. Darkrai, mm. no. Darkrai, uh,
3: no, 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 no,
1: no, 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 Oh, it might be Umbreon, but that has a higher defense.
3: Yeah, and Umbreon I just don't feel like would be strong enough. Like, this is base special defense.
2: Yeah. I'm going to need an answer here, guys, or you're going to have to use the hint.
1: Uh, uh, I don't want to. We've come so far. Yeah. One oh, second.
2: Okay. <laughs> I'm going to need an answer. Well, I'm, gonna, oh. I'm gonna take zero answers here.
1: Use the hint because we're not right yet. I'm thinking. Wait. Wait. What? What do you think, Figer?
2: No, I'm just.
3: I'm just thinking. Working with you, I'm Drapion. No, that's not right. Okay. All
1: right. All right. So
2: one of these is a mythical. One of these is a mega evolution. And one of these is just a regular everyday Pokemon. Um so,
1: we, we could take that out. Ah, oh, that's all. Oh, ah, it's nothing. Oh, jeez. Wait, what about Guzzlord? He's dark type, right? That's not a. They they don't technically count as a legendary. It's not right. Well, just a regular run of the mill, then. That could be it, uh, technically, then. It could be Guzzlord. If, for, yeah, I was
3: just thinking. It's like, wait, what about
1: Guzzlord? I want to find the mythical that we're trying to talk about here, though that seems like it'd be the easiest to narrow it down.
3: Mythical. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, the only okay. mythical that's coming to mind is uh,
2: Darkrai.
1: Second. Fourth gen. Fourth gen mythicals. What are those? What about uh, Mega Sableye? Oh, this one's not fourth gen. This isn't fourth gen. Uh, no, okay. What
3: it's about the- Mega Sableye?
1: Mega Sableye? Oh, that's, that's actually that's the answer. It's, I'm just going to say Mega Sableye.
2: Is that your final answer?
1: Yes, yes, it is.
2: That is unfortunately incorrect. What? Banged it. So the, the correct answer is these these guys are all tied with a base 130 special defense Umbreon, Hoopa, Ooh.
1: and Mega
2: Gyarados.
1: Ooh. Mega oh, Gyarados. We said two of those. <laughs> You know, Mega Gyarados doesn't seem like it would have a high. It doesn't size. seem like it. Neither does Umbreon. Yeah.
3: Because when
2: you think, when you think,
1: special, you, you haven't played Pokemon. Players.
2: You haven't played
3: a lot
1: yeah. of
2: competitive
3: things. Well, I
1: don't use any evolutions. Yeah. I mean, I expect half a point from this Thatch.
2: I I'm not giving you half a point for that. You get you're going to get five <laughs> points for the day though, which is actually pretty good.
1: That's can like, I cash a in? Solid. Can I cash in my five points for half a point? <laughs> you
2: just you just want a half.
1: When you walk away in with half a point. Uh, I want half a point, but
2: then Viger walks away with half a point. How does that make you feel?
3: Oh, I right. would rather not. Oh, he can
1: deal with it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what? Uh, so no, none of these things are happening. Um, <laughs> we're just gonna go ahead. And this actually changes up the standings though, pretty significantly. Um, so so right now we have uh, wow. Okay, so yeah, a lot of things happen. We got we got some nice shifts here going. Let me click my button, and then we're gonna we're gonna go ahead. And get it going. So in first place now, with fifteen points, is Skron. In second franchise. In second place, <laughs> we have Sublime with 12 points. In third place, uh, we have Bosefus and Basket tied with six points. Snag, Shamu, and Viger are all tied for fifth place with five points. Jushiro is in eighth with four points, and Maximus is in ninth with one point. Everybody else has yet to get on the board. So that it's a race to 30, by the way, for those of you who are uninitiated. It is a race to 30. So <laughs> My
1: power grows. So check
0: Face in. me, competitors. You
1: will stand no chance against
0: us. Calm it straw. down.
2: Calm it down. <laughs> so check it out next week. For the latest edition of Puckle's Pokey Quiz to see if anybody can try to overtake screw on. So until then, we're going to take a short break and we're going to catch you guys on the flip side and go to the topic. Hey, Puckleonians, it's
3: Sublime Manic. Can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast? Then check out our social media. You can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube all from our website, PucklePodcast.com. And you can join our Discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other Pokalonians. Also, check us out at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. You can also check us out at YouTube at youtube pucklepodcast. And we also have a Patreon if you're able to give anything at patreon.com pucklepodcast.
2: And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be a Pokemon VR uh, and whether or not Pokemon should ever go to VR or if it will. So we're going to just open it up today and we're just going to let uh, Scrawn and Viger start because I know both of them are in the camp where Pokemon VR is is their dream. It is their life. It is what they want. I
3: don't really say well, it's a dream, but it's an interesting topic of discussion. Uh
1: <laughs> By the term dream, I'm sure you mean that very literally, because I, in fact, do uh, vicariously live through people who can play VR games. Uh, so it will forever be a dream. Uh But I am in the camp that it will seem cool because I'm the type of person who spends like two hours a day watching random YouTube videos. And I'd say about, you know, 20% of those videos are like new VR games. So I get to see a lot of the mechanics. I've kind of uh, seen how it's been evolving over time. And I've got to say, like, from when VR first started off to where it is now, it's already made great strides. And I think that the concept of a Pokemon VR game where you can like, reach down to your belt, pull up a Pokeball, and then actually throw it at something, that's not very far off at all. I think this is a very real dream that we are pursuing, and I think it will really revolutionize the Pokemon industry.
3: Now, I honestly can't tell if you're being serious or just kind of like slightly sarcastic.
1: No, I'm being serious!
3: <laughs> okay, I... I'm just making sure because seri- we... Scrawn and Sarcastic Scrawn kind of blend with each other sometimes. You're, okay,
1: so if if you think I'm being sarcastic about anything, then you don't know scron because Scrawn yeah, sure. says things entirely truthfully, but everyone thinks that he's joking about it. And that's <laughs> just mean... my curse. <laughs>
2: So so I would just say because Pokemon's owned by Nintendo, we're not going to get mm-hmm. a VR experience in the way I think yeah. you want a VR experience.
3: We will not be I – I can definitively say we will not be getting a Pokemon game on either the HTC Vive, Oculus Rift, Microsoft HoloLens or anything in between. Okay. but Just I think because
1: about, it's Nintendo. I think about what Nintendo has done to circumvent this. They're going to make their own thing. What comes after up. the Nintendo Switch, people?
2: Come on! Nintendo's thing, like, its its niche has been for years to just kind of do underpowered hardware because it's cheaper and then depend on software. And this has worked out spectacularly for them. Look at the Switch right now. It is it is underpowered compared to the PS4 and the Xbox One. This is not the direction that Nintendo wants to go. They don't want to go super high-powered console. They want to give you a portable, on-the-go type deal I mean, granted, it, it, that will get more powerful as chips become smaller, as the technology progresses. Right. But you're not going to get anything that like true VR, maybe maybe in like 30 years, <laughs> maybe because right now to go play VR, for one thing, you have to go have like real good VR. You need to have a you need to have like an expensive gaming PC that can handle that kind of display output. And
3: yeah, it's, it, it it can be kind of costly to build a PC that's capable of it. I mean, the PC that I originally built, which was seventeen hundred dollars in and of itself, was not VR ready. I had to buy a new video card, which already cost another three hundred on top of that. So two thousand at its lowest price to be able to purchase VR. You could probably get away even... with
2: it you could probably get away with it a little bit cheaper than that on the computer end, but you're still you're still looking like eight hundred dollars for a PC and but that's not including the Vive or the or the Oculus. The right?
3: Oculus for itself, yeah, it can be kind of pricey, and it's the video card that you really need to look for because you need that secondary HDMI port. That's what's that's the big kickers. Like you, if you can, if you can do a dual monitor setup, chances are you are most likely capable of running VR.
2: Yeah, I. Th- that's essentially it because. You just need to have a computer that can handle that though and not every like you can't just go buy a Dell like a basic Dell and be able to do that.
3: Well first off you don't buy Dell. You go
2: somewhere else.
3: <laughs> actually There's your problem right there. Actually
2: right now. <laughs> Um, just, this is just like a fun fact on the side. This has nothing to do with Pokemon, but right now, just because of the whole like cryptocurrency thing, it's actually cheaper to go buy a pre-built system right now because of the price of graphics cards, because people are just buying them to mine cryptocurrency.
3: Yeah, that's, i I experienced that firsthand. It's awful
2: back to Pokemon on VR, but I think that's, I think that's primarily the reason we're not going to see Pokemon in VR is just because of the expense and that's not Nintendo's MO like they're, they're not no. about it now. Now, granted, maybe we get some like halfway in between thing, right? Where we get uh, like we have Labo, right? Remember, yeah. Remember the Google, the Project Google thing, where you could—it was essentially a piece of cardboard with glasses, piece of cardboard glasses, and you could slide your phone into it, and they called that "quote unquote" VR. VR. I could see that happening because then you just slap your you slap your Nintendo Switch into some goggles that they make for you out of cardboard, like Labo. <laughs> That's
3: <cool. laughs> Yep, there you are. There's your augmented reality.
2: That, oh. that That's your Pokemon experience right there. <laughs> I'll just do this for fun myself. I'll just go make the glasses myself out of cardboard, and then when the Pokemon game for the Switch comes out, I'll put it on, and I'll be like, look, you got your VR game. Magnificent.
3: Uh, <laughs> bada bing, bada boop. I think we can kind of see where my stance is going to be. I'm the only one, I think, in the Poco world right now that actually does have... A VR headset. I actually own an Oculus Rift myself. And just having used it myself with my own two hands and my own moving head, I can see it very possible to have something like Pokemon be put onto something like the Oculus Rift. I can see it happening. I've played, a, there's a game out currently called Orbis VR. Think of it as a low-budget version of Sword Art Online without all the angst and cutito. but it's just, you can see, you're just placed into this world, you can move around wherever you want, all your items are right on your person, you just need to reach down and grab them, and then you can just use them as intended. And, I mean, to a lesser extent, Pokemon Go has kind of shown us what the capture mechanics could at the very, very lowest be like for any sort of virtual reality experience.
2: Oh man. If that's ever a main series Pokemon game mechanic, I I will literally stop playing Pokemon. (laughs) It's so, it's okay for Pokemon go. Like I think Pokemon go, that's fine. You need, you need to have some kind of mechanic. That game is so, uh, the word, the words that I, I don't know the word I want to say, but it's not fleshed out at all. It is a go catch them, go beat up your opponent's gym, and then hope they don't take your gym over experience yeah. that, that, there that is, is no, pokemon go there is
3: no battle there is no trade there's nothing to it there's no sustenance
2: yeah I, I mean it's a it's a, uh, i don't think if they add trading they break I, think,
3: like, that, I think at this point with them being into gen 3 i don't think there ever is going to be that at this point
2: if they add it they break their game like it's, it's really oh, yeah, as simple as time. that big
3: big 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 time
2: because the just end, going, yeah go go back of course it's just going back to
3: the oculus It's just like the various games that i've played there haven't been any pokemon-esque games that i've seen yet but just through the different mechanics that the oculus allows to happen i can just kind of see various ways like how the transition from the overworld to the battle scene takes place i could see how that could be implemented into oculus and i can see how Two people can be standing opposite each other on the battlefield and send out their Pokemon. A little menu pops up and they select the attack and everything and just kind of give like – it's more or less, I would say, the enhancement that a Pokemon VR game would show is just more of like the physical finesse of being a Pokemon trainer, being able to just throw your hand out and give like an order, just sort of like almost
1: to a role-playing aspect like, put yourself into the battle. That's the best part, though. And uh, it's not really fair to look at this from the perspective of the Oculus, right? for for two reasons, really. And the first is that we're not going to see it on the Oculus. I know. It's
3: just my only personal experience at the point, so I'm just using it as a point of reference. And the
1: second is uh, VR Pokemon still is a long way off. So oh, yeah, if, if we were to see it, we're going to see it on a different console in the first place. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah, I agree with that. I think, I think it's just definitely going to be... Like I said, because Nintendo likes to operate on cheap hardware, so we need to wait for we need to wait for VR to get cheap, and then we have to wait for VR like a cheap version of VR. And well, I
3: think, and that's I, this is just the way I've seen it develop so far. Like the way that the Switch is developed, it kind of lends itself to being able to do VR esque things. Like you have a Joy-Con in each contra- in each hand; those are your hands in the game. I guess Labo would be able to allow you to strap the switch screen to your head like the Oculus and HTC 5 screens and then there you are. There's your there's your VR experience. That's how I just think that's how Nintendo's going to pull it off themselves.
2: I think there's actually already a patent that was filed for this. So, we'll see how that goes though in the future uh well i don't i don't know they might do it i don't think they're ready to do it because that's such a that's such a cheap version of vr and i don't know like if you i wouldn't i wouldn't be satisfied with that like if you're gonna bring pokemon to vr i don't think that's gonna happen and on top of that i don't see there being much functionality outside of being able to like you said throw a pokeball yourself and like feel like you're pointing and giving attacks and i feel like the amount of in, um, innovation that's available there just isn't something that Nintendo would want to dump their resources in. Nintendo really likes yeah. to innovate, and um, yeah, that's the okay, reason we yeah. haven't had Pokemon Stadium three as much as I want it. And it, it, they just want to innovate, and in that terms, you don't. And I, I'll let Scron go here in a minute, but I, yeah. I, feel, I feel like it leads to the. I feel like it leads to the MMO track, which I'm yeah. very certain that Pokemon's just like no, we're not making an MMO.
1: No. Uh, so what I'm what I'm thinking is, uh, uh, you know how nin- Nintendo is uh, a Japanese company, and this is the cold hard truth: is that most houses in Japan tend to not have a lot of open space; they mm-hmm. tend to be very compact mm-hmm. and you know refined, uh, you know, refined to uh, the, the bare minimum. So, if you Want to do a VR game? Then you are going to need a significant amount of space in the current state that it's in. But I think that the idea will become more appealing when VR uh, takes sort of like a position where you can like sit on your bed or something and just put on your headset and do everything you can do.
2: Yeah, you want a Nerve Gear.
1: Yeah, but you are not going. We're not going to see it because the priority of Nintendo is first and foremost the domestic audience of Japan. Everything that we see out of Nintendo is either through uh, the localization company with the Pokemon company or, uh, you know, uh, uh, it has been originally made for Japanese audiences and just turned into something for us. So we're just not exactly. going to
2: see it. Exactly. I agree. I agree entirely. Uh, it, I mean, it, it's kind of the story of Yokai Watch, right? Um, Yo-Kai Watch, we were all worried was going to become that huge Pokemon killer here in the West. And, it's. It, I mean, obviously, it wasn't. I don't think we're even getting Yokai Watch three localized. I think. I think. <laughs> no. They, I think we get Yokai Watch two, and then they don't. They're not going to localize Yokai Watch three. Yokai kai Watch 3, granted, was kind of a flop in Japan, from my understanding, just because they took this very Japanese concept and then took it out of Japan. Pokemon did this, right? Pokemon did that. They they took Pokemon out of the world of Japan and brought it to America with Unova. Unova being the first region outside of Japan, uh, based on a region outside of Japan, I should say. And yeah. And this is not something that we got in Pokemon. or In Yokai Watch, you're just like, we are in Japan, and then you're going to America. And that I just feel like that doesn't play as well um, with a lot of the audience, especially in Japan. And you're you're just you're seeing a lot of issues with these localizations and stuff like that. And granted, like Scron is correct. You you definitely want a VR system that is going to be Japan friendly and you're going to want that to be played there. Uh, Maybe you'll see games for VR like we have already with the uh, PlayStation 4, which I mean, the PlayStation 4 is actually doing somewhat well in Japan from my understanding. I, I don't, a,
1: yeah, Sony's also Japan.
2: Yeah, I, but I don't think I don't think Sony, from a from a game stand place, is um, Japan first mentality like Nintendo is because you do get a lot of different stuff um, America wise than you would from Nintendo and stuff like that
1: they split up their games market into two primary sectors like where you have uh, jrpgs and like final fantasy ish and like you know xenoblade ish uh well not xenoblade but like you know uh playstation you know jrpg style stuff over in japan while well, you get stuff like i don't know prototype and you know infamous and mm-hmm. you know call of duty in the in batman. The, uh, the americas yeah batman yeah
2: Yeah, so you're exactly right, and I think that's a huge thing. That's a huge difference between Nintendo and Sony, and I mean, because we have PlayStation VR, that's a thing. That's probably the cheapest VR on the market, like real VR. That
3: probably is because it doesn't require you to spend two thousand dollars on a new computer. No, it's actually.
2: I think it's. I think right now it's actually like, um, maybe I think like seven or eight hundred dollars total. Yeah, because you buy the PlayStation Four and then you spend four hundred dollars on the PlayStation VR, which actually is selling well. And yeah, which is, it blows my mind because I I didn't think VR was going to take off. I think VR is still a little early in being successful. Like give it 10 years, give it 10 years when there's actually, uh, it's cheaper to buy VR and then people will actually develop for VR and then VR becomes popular. Yeah. But that's, that's definitely a question. I mean, it's definitely forward thinking, Uh, but But, like I said, you need to innovate with Pokemon to be able to get it onto mm -hmm. VR. And because there, there have been innovations from generation to generation Uh, In -hmm. terms of what they've done, whether it be something small or something large, because we started off with Pokemon in our little uh, 16-bit Game Boys. And then we got Pokemon Stadium because 3D was a novel thing back then. Yeah. And then we've got – then we got the 16-bit. They could up the graphics a little bit and we got much higher res Pokemon sprites. And then in Gen 4, we ended up getting like some 3D models that carried over to Gen 5. They didn't really do too much improvement between the two other than 5, like moving sprites, moving sprites. Yeah, which we had before. And I have no idea why they got rid of them. <laughs> we had those in Gen 2. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> and then in Gen and then Gen 6, we finally made that full jump to 3D. And even with Sun and Moon, they, they pushed it even farther. They go no longer are you stuck to a grid. And we got, we got full on free Pokemon movement, which I think is fantastic in and of itself. So they've been slowly making incremental improvements. And I just feel like the gameplay, like you mentioned, like throwing the Pokeball, just isn't, it doesn't seem like the type of innovation they'd be going for. No, it's too small. Yeah, it's too small. It it would be like, if there was another reason to jump to VR, I think it would absolutely be in there. I, yeah, it's just they need to come up with the reason to make it VR.
3: I almost I almost say that if you were going to make a Pokemon VR game, you almost have to make it like an MMO. Does yeah. that freedom of movement, freedom to explore, freedom to do basically whatever you want? That's what VR kind of allows you to do. It can't really you can't really be confined. Exactly. Game wise. To, to movement. I, so. I,
2: I think that further's the argument against it, honestly, because Pokemon is never yeah. intended to be an MMO and so the no. Pokemon company has actually said as much as we are not making an MMO. And that's that's I mean it's a little bit sad, but at the same time I understand. I feel like an MMO could be incredibly unbalanced in terms of Pokemon, getting something like Breath of the Wild,
3: right? I just I think one of the biggest one of the biggest things that kind of provokes thought about VR is just the fact that I, I I think I speak for many Pokemon trainers, all of us included. We really want to be in a Pokemon game where it is literally us in this world doing our thing.
2: I and honestly I think, feel ever, like I, I already think, have that. that that's yeah, I, think
3: ever since, I think ever since X and Y allowing you to customize your trainer to the point where it is sort of a reflection of you, I think that's just kind of fueled it a little bit more because then you just kind of feel like this is me. This character looks like me, dresses like me, acts like me, and this is a team that I crafted myself to do the things that I needed to do. But I'm still bound by just pushing buttons and watching it all unfold beyond my control.
2: That's never maybe, bothered me. That's never bothered me.
3: And I'm just saying maybe there's those people who are like I want to be a little bit more into this.
2: I feel and like VR an... seems
3: like the easy excuse, but it's just from a gameplay mechanics and how Pokemon operates as a franchise. It's going to take a while before it can even think to reach that point.
2: I think the market that you just tried to address, though, is in the vast mi- mi- minority of Pokemon players. Well, they're you loud, the but it doesn't mean that, that it's going to sell. <laughs> <laughs> to sell the game, you need to have people who have these units. And like I said, yeah. like cost is a huge issue right now. Mm-hmm. That's a huge issue when it comes to VR. And that's what's holding it back
3: is cost Mm -hmm. and the fact that not everybody is asking for it wants it or can afford it
2: yeah exactly and i think there's a lot of issues against it i mean i think we all came away with like not now nintendo not now yeah Uh, (laughs) i think the biggest that we're
3: having right now is the upcoming main series title for the switch that's its next step into innovation is bringing a handheld series to console
2: and actually, in a recent interview, they actually had a really interesting uh, talk about that. And there's actually something that is uh, probably the next step in terms of innovation, as I was describing it, that they're talking about. Because they said, well, this main series game is going to be on your TV. Well, what if somebody's watching you? What are you going to do? And I was actually discussing this with somebody else recently. And um, if somebody else is watching you, they want you to be able to like play with them. And they want to have them interact with the world as well. And so you could do this in terms of like localized multiplayer or something like that. And I think the best way to do it would be like, "Oh, I'm Mantine surfing. Here, let me break off the other Joy-Con and now you can Mantine surf with me." And I think yeah. that, I think that's the next step we're going to see. We're going to see like internal mini-games just become multiplayer.
1: That's really stretching the realm of what people want to do fast. <laughs> gonna- yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. Okay. Let me
2: let me let's let's t- let's sit down and then examine everything Game Freak has done. Every time they mention something, the community blows it way out of proportion, and then we get something incredibly underwhelming. And this is yeah. just th- that description of multiplayer experience in Pokemon is exactly the type of thing I would expect from them. Like if like yeah. they they hype up like a multiplayer experience, and then that we get we get oh you can Mantine Surf with me if I give you the second Joy Con. That is what I, I would be like. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds like Game Freak. You tell me I'm how still it
3: does I'm still <laughs> waiting for a co-op main series Pokemon game. Journey with me. Catch Pokemon with me.
2: That's. I think that's what think. we all wanted, Um, and that that's would be all, really cool. I think
3: that's, if you're asking me, aside from going to console, I think that would be the next biggest innovation is co-op play through the story
2: itself. I agree with you. Drop, that that one, That one I agree with you, and I, I don't think it's going to happen. But i don't think so either but it would be nice
3: it would be oh so very nice
2: we'll see though uh we'll see we'll see yeah they're gonna it would be something. interesting
3: and that that's a that's a topic all in and in itself absolutely so pokemon how to make it work but oh. i guess as far as this topic goes pokemon in vr awesome in theory kind of a mess in practice
2: uh kind of i mean it's just not yet not yet we're not in the place it's yet. not there yet so I think this is a good place to wrap it up. We'll go to commercial break guys and we'll come right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. So we'll catch you on the flip flop.
1: Hey there, listener. You seem like the type who enjoys listening to your media. Well, isn't that fantastic? Because we have something special for a connoisseur of sound, such as yourself. If you install the loudrid audiobooks app on your cellular device, Use the promotional code PucklePodcasts to sign up for a free 30-day trial with access to all of the exclusive material, written and read by Our Loudred. Entertain yourself with new releases such as ROCK GET SMASHED!
0: And STOMPING IS FUN! Or you can
1: choose to embolden your day with classics such as STAY OUT OF CAVE! And SHOUT! 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 Regardless of your choice, you won't regret your decision. Loudred Audiobooks. Books
0: read loud! Pokemon of the episode.
2: And welcome back to the Pokemon of the episode. The Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 006, Charizard, the Flame Pokemon.
3: It's Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire Pokedex entries state, Charizard flies around the sky in search of powerful opponents. It breathes fire of such great heat that it melts anything. However, it never turns its fiery breath on any opponent weaker than itself.
2: And Charizard this week was chosen just because I've been playing around with it and I think it's a lot of fun. So Charizard is a really interesting Pokemon because it's only good because it has two mega evolutions and and both of those mega evolutions are good. So, let me let me explain. So, depending on what format you're playing, you're going to play a different Charizard more than likely. So, if you're playing OU because Charizard is in the OU tier, you're going to go ahead and play Charizard X, which is the dragon fire type Charizard. And this is because the typing just the typing is really good. The fire dragon typing is actually pretty decent. Um it only leaves Charizard I believe weak to dragon and ground types, I believe. I think
0: so, yeah. Uh,
2: it's it's fantastic typing on Charizard's part though. And it's the it just he gets the tough claws ability, which gives you a one point two times boost to any physical attack, and that is phenomenal. And if you want to run if you want to run dragon type Charizard in OU, the best way to do it is more than likely to use the Dragon Dance set, which is just Dragon Dance, uh Dragon Claw slash outrage, how however risky you feel like being. Uh, I would go ahead and use Fire Blast. And then in that fourth slot, you could either play Roost or Earthquake. I've seen both used and both used to really good effect. Uh, Of course, you're going to want to run either Adamant or Jolly. I would suggest Jolly because every time I outspeed a Charizard with a base like 95 Pokemon, I always feel real bad. So, oh, man, because like every time I do it, I'm just like, why are you running Adamant Charizard? You should not be running Adamant Charizard. You should be able to take me out right now. But nope. It's uh, it's unfortunate. So I would definitely say Jolly. So two fifty two attack, two fifty two speed. Throw that four and whatever the heck you want to put there.
1: That's the Dragon Dance, set, right?
2: Yeah, that's the one. That's what you're gonna play in OU. I mean, Charizard Wise dropped out of usage recently. I believe right now it's on the borderline tier, actually, because I mean, Stealth Rocks are more prominent now. You have things like Tapu Koko that threaten it really well because you can get that Electric type Thunderbolt that's just gonna take out that Charizard. Right, because I believe Mega Charizard wise like special defense is absolute trash. Well, not absolute, it but it's pretty bad. <laughs> um, its special defense is still one nineteen, but it's not enough to stop a an Electric Terrain Tapu Koko. So it it's definitely it's definitely something to think about in terms of that. And it's it's really interesting though. It's it's definitely really really interesting. Um, oh, Rock type. That's the other type that Mega Charizard X is weak to. So <laughs> definitely keep yeah. that in mind. But the Fire Flying type is also not nearly as good as the Dragon Fire typing.
3: Yeah, just the resistances that it gains are just a lot more valuable. Well, that just beefing up your fire type attack.
1: Other than like competitive usage, Charizard's that Pokemon that you can just say to basically anyone and they'll be like, "Ah, oh, hey, that's a Pokemon." Exactly. You well, know, it's like Pikachu
2: uh,
1: and Squirtle.
2: No, no, it's like it's a it's a mascot Pokemon, right? Uh, it's it's, yeah. it's one of their mascots, and they gave it that they gave they loved it so much they gave it two megas. Um, like I didn't, I didn't get a Mega Blastoise Y and a Mega Blastoise X, which really, honestly, upsets me. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but Charizard gets this treatment, which is a little unfair, IMO. Um, though, if you do want to play Y, you can actually play Y in VGC to very good success, right? You can, you can play. Um, it's a really good core is with Chrysalia and Landorus Therian because they all levitate um, or slash are immune to ground, and so you can spam off those earthquakes. Uh, Charizard's typing is relatively decent because fire type moves hit pretty much everything and being able to fire off solar beams at will is really good. Not to me- mention weather disruption is a fantastic tool of the trade for uh, for Pokemon in VGC right now. It is just fantastic. I love being able to go in there because a lot of people are trying to run rain teams right now and you just bring Mega Charizard, you disrupt that rain and you just go in there and you play.
3: And with and with this sunny day Charizard Y can learn solar beams, and then you just yeah oko all Exactly. That. <laughs> he gets
2: he gets drought and it's just it's amazing. And so that I mean it's a decent team. We talked about this more on Battlecast uh last month. So definitely if you want to hear more about Charizard Y working in VGC, go over there. We'll talk about it a little bit more. Charizard Y has been definitely seen play. I think it actually won the Dallas National, Dash, Dallas Regionals. If not, it came in top two. I know it top cut. So definitely definitely a Pokemon worth thinking about. If you want to play competitive Pokemon, I need to look this up now. But yeah, like you said though, if Charizard's a fantastic Pokemon that everybody knows. Um, I'm honestly surprised we're still talking about it here. Um, <laughs> honestly, twenty years later, like it's still a viable Pokemon to think about. It's yeah, like real good. Yeah, actually, the team Charizard that won. Is really good. Yeah, yeah, team that won uh, Dallas Regionals was a Mega Charizard, uh, Landorus Therian, Tapu Coco, a Porygon Two, and uh, Tyranitar. So look at that! Look at that! That's actually a decent team. It's a, it's a decent team. It's it's obviously working. So, uh, all right. So we're gonna. It, there's more about Charizard. If you want to play Charizard on the TCG, well, do we have a card for you? Uh, we. It's ha-
3: just awful.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's not the greatest. Uh, Charizard GX. is actually a pretty expensive card though. Right now, I think it's as, exp- as, as expensive, if not more so, than Tapu Lele, because it's Charizard. Just like Scron said. Everybody wants to play Charizard, and so the Charizard GX is, I believe, 250 Burning HP. Yes, yeah, from Burning Shadows, 250 HP. It can. Uh, it's got two attacks for three colorless. It does Wing Attack for what's the damage on that? Like seventy. Seven, what? That's garbage. Um, and. Yep. Then, <laughs> And then the uh, the other attack it has, what's it called? Um,
3: Crimson Storm, crim- doing a base 300 damage with three fire energies, two colorless. And the side effect is you have to discard three fire energies. And then it's, it's the attack. GX
2: attack is like two fire and a colorless or something like Rage, that.
3: Raging out GX, one fire, two colorless. That's discard it. the top ten cards of your opponent's deck.
2: Yeah, exactly. And this is... Uh, I mean, it, it's definitely, you can do something with it. You could Kiawe turn one onto a Charmander or something, maybe. Um, I can see it working with Baby Volcanion, where you get the d- energies out of the discard onto it and stuff like that. But the problem is that discarding three energies, that's that's gross. Though it, yeah. Charizard, Charizard has this history of always getting an attack that can knock out anything in the game. Um, the Mega Mm-mm. Charizard X card got that. Um, the Mega Charizard X EX card got that back in the day. I believe the Mega Charizard Wyatt card got that as well. They just get, do these massive damage attacks because 300 damage is enough to take out anything in the TCG. Like I don't care if you've got a uh, a Fighting Fury Belt Waylord GX or whatever. Well, well, a Waylord Waylord's HP is 250, right? And what you can do on top of that is you can add maybe you can add a uh, a um, Fighting Fury Belt to it. And you can you can increase that HP to 290, and then maybe you can play another card that will decrease all damage done to water type Pokemon by 10 or something like that. But then Charizard still takes it out. Right. Um, With this attack. So it's definitely not viable. IMO. (laughs) It's uh, it's something to play if you want to like go have fun at League and you want to have a Charizard deck. You can do that.
1: Charizard appears in almost all of the side games of Pokemon as well as a significant player. Uh, We see it first in Pokemon Ranger as sort of like the side quest because Mm -hmm. uh, he appears in the volcano as one of the dragons that you need to capture. But he's the hardest dragon to supposedly capture and you're never supposed to capture him. And when you do capture him, the volcano erupts and everything is just bad. But anyway, we move on to... uh, super smash brothers where he's a fighter originally in brawl as one of the three pokemon trainer pokemon but eventually he became a fighter of just his own and super smash brothers four and we also have him in Pokken tournament
2: yep. yep because it's charizard. The second
1: mascot. <laughs> yep.
2: because charizard there's
1: Pikachu,
3: then there's charizard yeah
2: he, he is absolutely one of those pokemon those pokemon and i mean good for charizard i guess i uh, I'm kind of yep. tired of the Charizard love, but I mean he's good. He's doing well. He's alive and well. Let me tell you, yep. so
1: Charizard is a Pokemon that doesn't really get a whole lot of love and in Pacon just because it's one of the slowest out there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's just so powerful, but like uh, speed is really everything in that game.
2: It sounds just like uh, real Charizard or Charizard yeah. in the TCG, um, because it's it's just it's awful in the TCG like that because the acceleration is just it's just not there for fire. Not uh,
1: ever since blacksmith and stuff mm-hmm.
2: wrote. Ever since, been, exactly. Yeah, it, it's been it's been really difficult for Charizard. So uh, oh well, oh well, tis life. Oh well,
0: indeed,
3: dandy. dandy. We do have life. some trivia for Charizard, though. Go ahead. Prior to Gen six, so five and lower, Charizard and Rhyhorn shared nearly the same cry. This cry was updated and reused for Mega Charizard Y. Oh, that's so, cool. Watch out for Ooh. that. <laughs> Charizard,
2: out for and that. Its
3: pre- Charizard and its pre-evolutionary family share their category name with Flareon, Moltres, and Infernape. All of them are known as the flame Pokemon. You
1: know, I feel like the category name is one of the most irrelevant parts of anything in Pokemon. Right? Yeah, so it's awful. just
3: a, it's just a fancy title to give the Pokemon to yeah. make it a little bit
2: more interesting. I feel I feel yeah. like it probably means more in Japan. And then probably and then when it gets localized, they well probably like the initial localization was just garbage and they haven't been able to like reconcile that because then you have to retcon a ton of stuff at this point. Yeah. So now we so. get like 30, we get 30 like poison point Pokemon and mm-hmm. you can only do so much there, right? So Charizard
3: holds the distinction of being the first Pokemon to appear in the Japanese version of the Pokemon anime as it was the first one to appear in the opening. However, outside of Japan, this honor belongs to
2: Mewtwo. This is true. Mm-hmm. All of these things are true. Japan
3: always gets the better
2: stuff. Another Pokemon that uh, got two uh, Megas. Charizard. Is, There's
1: is so much trivia for Charizard, Finder. we can honestly. I stop can speed now. through some of this. We don't have to do a
3: little quip on it each and every <laughs> one of them. Charizard is the only Pokemon in Super Smash Bros. in the Super Smash Bros. series that transitioned from a Pokeball Pokemon to a playable character. Charizard and Typhlosion and their respective evolutionary lines have exactly the same base stats. I guess they were meant to be rivals. Charizard was the focus of a Pokemon Center promotion in April 2010. Mega Charizard Y has the highest base special attack stat of all Fire-type Pokemon. Remember that for trivia. Charizard was the inspiration for the naming of Chilicola Charizard, a species of stem-nesting bees. And last but not, certainly not least, Charizard is the only Pokemon not in the Alola Pokedex and unobtainable via normal gameplay to be a ride Pokemon in Sun and Moon.
2: Yep, that's Charizard. And, For ya. And that's where we're going to – I think that's where we're going to end it. If you want to learn more about Pokemon, you can go ahead and check out the com and check out the articles. We have We have new writers now. I think claude Nine's in there now, and he's doing some awesome interviews. So definitely check that out. And we're gonna kick it on over, guys, to the mailbag.
0: It's mail time! Got me. It's time for the mailbag! Got me. Send in your emails! You got me. The mail's here. You got me. Check your inbox! You got me. It's time for the mailbag!
2: Mail! Mail! And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag segment, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. And as always, we will be giving out the Green Tauros badge of 2018 to anybody we deem worthy, which is just a fancy Discord role where you will be appointed and forever upheld until 2018 is over. Um, It's a
1: beautiful, bright, neon green. People will know who you are, Okay, (laughs) They will know you have earned this mantle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For those of
2: you, for those of you new to the show, the mailbag segment is where we read listener emails. We typically have a prompt. Uh but you can always just email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com and there's a good chance your email will get on the show. So definitely do that if you haven't already. Uh today That's we have the
1: P P-U-C-L, not P-U-C-K-L-E. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're we're not we're not pucking our lips.
2: The uh the of course the the email will be in the description as well as our mailbag question. Our mailbag question last week though. Um, I believe, was asking about uh, Pokemon Crystal and if whether or not you played it and or who you started with. So without further ado, let's jump right on in. Uh, Scrawn, I think you're getting this first one from Red7.
0: Good morning, Thatch and Puckle crew. This is Red7 reporting in for an early morning mailbag. Last night while in the Nintendo eShop on my 3DS, my finger hovered over the download button for Pokemon Crystal. Beads of sweat trickled down my brow as I struggled with a decision that, now that I read about it, wasn't as dramatic as I made it seem. I was weighing out pros and cons and ultimately decided to wait on Crystal. I already have Pokemon Red, Yellow, and Silver for the virtual console. But one of the problems I consistently ran into was the inability to trade with others. Few of my friends actually played Pokemon anymore, and of those few, even fewer were able to sync their schedule with mine to trade or battle. Of course, I could always download Crystal on an older 3DS, but I'm not sure I'm ready to fully commit on that loner status. What do I do? Will I ever sail across the skies with Ho over the fallen leaves of Ecratic City? Will I ever race across the waters of the Lake of Rage, upon the back of Suicune? The North Wind. Will I ever traverse the dense foliage of Ilax Forest to finally bring the GS Ball to its resting place and make the time-traveling Celebi a battle companion? I could. I can. Why, there's no one keeping me from starting this journey. No one but myself. My excuses, while numerous, are my only barricade. That's it! I can't sit here and wallow in self-pity. It's time to dry off my tear-soaked keyboard. Fire up my 3DS and take what's mine. Don't you dare look down on me, using zine. Suicune is mine to command. Good talk,
1: guys. Thank you for helping me to make my decision. Later days, Red 7.
2: That was perfect. That was actually a really good re- reading by uh, Scrawn there. So-
1: <laughs> what do drink. you mean, actually? <laughs>
2: <laughs> what I mean is most of your readings are crap, Scrawn. Okay. I can't. Hey, I can't say that with a straight face.
1: Feelings—they're <laughs> a thing. I'm about be like,
2: <laughs> oh man, oh <laughs> man.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right,
1: no, uh, that's, that's me fake crying. I'm not For you, Satch.
2: Oh my gosh, that's too good. Oh, all right, so the next one is uh, from Cyan, and so Viger, you've got this one.
3: Alrighty. Hey, Thatch and wonderful co-host, Cyan here, and I'm ready to do an amazing mailbag. This is actually my first time writing in, so I hope I make it on the show. Showdown has made me mad lately. I can't seem to build the right teams or do anything for success. I haven't had much time for Pokemon with homework and basketball, but I make sure I listen to the show. For the mailbag question, I have actually never played Pokemon Crystal. I started with Gen 5 when I was, unironically... Or ironically, five. I have played a Pokemon game in every region ever since. Well, I think it's time to sign off for now. I hope you have an amazing day,
2: Cyan. Okay, let's take a minute and do some math. Um, yeah, I was so, about to say when did when did Gen Five? Yeah, let's let's out? let's all get ready to ride the I feel, Google, I feel Pokemon. Oh, it's two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven. Okay, you don't like need Google. You one. have me. Um, True. It, it came out March. It came out March 2011, uh, and so Gen 5- So if he played it when he was five, so let's so he let's, was born in 2006. Let's, that means let's,
3: give let's, or take a year. So. Let's
2: let's hope that he got it at launch,
3: right? Yeah, <laughs> I, we'll, we'll just we'll just, put, we'll just put that at default.
1: So, so that means he's
2: like 12. Like 12. 12 at the oldest.
1: 11. 12 right? at the oldest. 11 yeah. at the youngest.
2: Yeah. So.
1: Hey, Pokemon's a game for all. Yeah, everyone, no, no. Yes. Apparently,
2: yes. apparently this podcast is as well. So good.
1: <laughs> you guys are being kind of creepy. I'm not going to lie. Like you're trying to like <laughs> dox the <skies> this guy's age.
2: <laughs> We're not doxing. He gave us the math. He gave us all the this necessary is what numbers. Ha- this is what happens when you complete college. <laughs> you get, it just you get a means degree. you can't help but math. It just means oh. that I feel really old. Okay. Yes, me <laughs> <You're laughs> really old too. Okay, I just feel very old right now. That's all I'm saying. All uh, right. I was when when Pokemon Black and White came out, I was 20. uh <laughs> So,
3: Black uh, and White came out, I was still in high school with yeah. you, Scron, and you were a freshman. I was a senior, I think, or you were a sophomore and I was a senior. So that makes both of us really old.
1: Something like that.
2: You know what's really bad is I can – like I gauge my age by Pokemon releases sometimes. Like uh, instead of like using years, you know, I'll be like, well, when the last Pokemon came out, I know I was this old at that Pokemon release. (laughs) That's
3: when you know you have a problem, Thatch. Right. Right? When you're you're marking off milestones based on the last time you played a Pokemon game for the first time.
2: Yeah, right. I, I'm looking forward to Pokemon on the Switch. We'll see if that ever happens. It uh, probably won't. But thank you to Cyan for sending in that email. Uh we definitely appreciate it. And uh I guess it's time to award the Green Taurus patch. We didn't have too many emails this week. I don't know why. Um it's it's the pool is so low. You can get that green Taurus title. So yes. who do you guys think should get it this week? Red Seven well, or Cyan? Well
1: I or think no it's bunny. kind of
3: Well, I think it's kind of point process of elimination if we got a good like discussion out of figuring out when cyan first started <laughs> playing Pokemon. and he's this is his first time writing
2: in too is that well, one of the metrics I, is that well, one of the metrics now did you spur I, conversation
1: okay As some, um, i'm just it, trying to spitball here <laughs> the green toros badge is a sacred award and it should be awarded to the highest quality email and as as the person who read the email of Red 7, I can personally attest that I really enjoyed the flow of it as, as a concept. You know, like maybe maybe like the whole like uh, putting yourself back in the game idea is a bit, you know, uh, I don't know, cliche. But it was the flow and the writing that really distinguished this email from the other. <laughs> I can't take myself seriously. I vote right. Red 7.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. So we will go ahead and I, I I have to be the tiebreaker here. This is, I hate this because yeah. I usually make you guys pick. So I don't have to, <laughs> um, and I'm going to, I'm going I'm to well. vote red seven. I'm going to vote red seven here. Sorry. I think red seven is a good choice. And so congratulations with red seven. Next time you are on the discord server, we will give you that green Toros badge roll. Um, thank you to cyan though for also writing in. And if you guys want to write into the podcast next week, you can do so at puckle at gmail.com. And our question to you is, what do you think of Pokemon in VR? Would you want Pokemon on, in VR? Let us know, pucklepodcast at gmail.com. You can, of course, always hang out with Puckle, though, in more than one way, other than the email. You can check out our Discord server. Invite link is down in the description. You can also follow us on social media Twitter, Facebook, Reddit. All of those are on our website, pucklepodcast.com. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv, slash Podcast, where Scrawn, myself, and Jushiro all stream on relatively different days.
1: I just stream whenever at this point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's once a week. <laughs> and once a week, if you're lucky, you can catch the rare Scrawn stream. I'm like a shiny Pokemon. <laughs> and, but you can expect that Left for Dead Zubat stream coming up soon. They
2: should just follow us, and then they'll know when we go live. So there you go. <laughs>
1: And Probably on Friday or Saturday.
2: And if you want to support Buckle in a financial way, you can do so by going to tpublic. dot com and buying a shirt or a pillow or a notebook, whatever you want. Everything you buy helps out the show in some fashion. We really appreciate it. There's actually going to be a sale on the 21st to 25th of February. If you're interested, by the way,
1: we have just released a new shirt on tpublic. It is the Toxapepsy shirt. The taste is merciless.
2: So go buy that while you can. It's going to yeah, be a lot pick of fun. That
1: up. Our very good Ozzy has just developed that. He, It's a great design. It's looking real good. I think I'm going to pick my, one up myself up during the sale.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And if you want to help us out a little bit more directly, you can go to patreon.com slash puckle podcast, where you can just donate a set amount of money, and you'll get rewards such as free Pokemon, access to an uh, exclusive channel in our Discord, uh, be on a live show once a month, and you can also go ahead and... Um, receive a letter from me, depending on what time of the year it is. Uh, so, if you want to do that right now, by the way, remember the end of February is the end of our Patreon promotion, where no matter what you pay, you will be given all the ten dollars tiers for that month, and we are be we'll also be giving away a whimsicott puckle trading card in that time. So, definitely think about hitting that up. Definitely think about it if you want that whimsicott trading card, and Scron will be coming in the future. So. Definitely watch out for that one as (laughs) well.
1: I will be the most overpowered TCG card out there.
2: And that is going to be it for this week in the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch. I'm Scrum. And I'm Viger. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. We would once again like to thank our patrons for supporting the show financially you too can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash to get your name mentioned at the end of the show and many other awesome rewards so we would like to thank dark flame regal superior 10 little men duly noted andrea the fluffiest ones Cat, lock dr shamu manga 87 snag jushiro bosifis alvarin seth vilo minor manetric Claude9, Chris, John, R Sigma, Doc mcsteffles, Jester, the Golden Klefke, Trevor, TJ, Dexio, Rayuse, Shambles, Birdkeeper, Cobra, Richard, Daniel, Traby, Greg, Alec, Ozzy, Alex, Kenneth, the British Gent, Rotted Mushroom, Chris, uh, Thomas, Jedi DJ, Antonio, Travis, Mark, Beaverla, Inferno, two, three, five David and the real EV for making the show possible. Thanks guys. And we'll catch you next week on the flip flop. Hi, I'm
1: Daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter. It's innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.